Welcome to the Heroes of Reality podcast, a podcast about the game of life and the hero's journey we all experience. Let's jump in with our host, Dylan Watkins, as he introduces today's guest. What does it mean to be a part of a online meta VR community? Well, Andy from the meta VR community is once known as Oculus VR community and the Oculus Rift VR community. Andy will tell you. Andy was first introduced to VR around 1998 as a traveling headset that made to the Google Cardboard look like a actual travesty. So um, a gut-wrenching uh, monstrosity still planted the seed for him, grew into fruition upon the release of the CV-1, which would lead him into the hobby he waited half a lifetime for. And through almost random chance and not knowing when to volunteer, led him to be a part of a small team running one of the largest Oculus Facebook groups in the world. You can call it meta, but just like calling a marathon a snicker, you wouldn't be wrong. So without any further delay, I'd like to welcome Andy. Yo, Andy. Oh, it's great to be here. I'm, I'm excited to be here. I'm pretty sure I butchered your bio, and I apologize. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You would be wrong if you called a marathon a Snickers. <laughs> but that's the name that used to be in this country, and, and still are in my head. Oh, my uh, God. So I, yeah. I, I appreciate the deep state. Yeah, first of all, yeah, let people know where you're, where you're dialing in from, and so that people can understand when you say calling a marathon a Snickers. All right. Well, I am coming in from Scotland. I'm actually on the Isle of Skye in Scotland, one of the rural communities. Um, so, yeah, I might uh, be referring to things. I, I don't know if in America you ever had marathons, which were Snickers. I've I've, I've seen them in references, it's, but it's but it's been a minute. Although I, I there's some beauty to obscure references that people make as it go through things that like it, you might miss it uh, like several times, but it, when you hit it, it just lands mm. so beautifully. And so like, I appreciate as many obscure references at, that I'm sure we'll go through the show. Um, but it's one of the things I've, I've really enjoyed about rapping with you. And we connected, mm. you know, through, you know, I run uh, one of the, the meta VR communities um, on a Facebook group. You run the other one. We've kind of cross pollinated back and forth. And I've just had a, I've had an amazing time just really shooting the shit with you, um, all things VR related and just kind of what's going on in the, in the, the industry. And so, um, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd love to kind of get, um, besides the butchered background that I did on your bio, I'd love to get a, a bit of just kind of like what led you along the journey uh, to running one of the uh, world's largest Oculus, AKA meta VR communities. Uh, well, I mean, it would start off. I mean, everyone's watched Lawnmower Man, and um, you've read your read your Neuromancer, all that sort of thing, which gets you started. Uh, mm. But in around around 1998, I was working for a small company, a small startup. Uh, it was one of the early internet companies, but we ended up making a 16 station network uh, game, gaming network. Mm. Um, for a local amusement uh, park, which naturally meant we had a big wadge of cash land in our lap that we weren't used to. Yeah. So we went on a shopping spree, right? A bit of a shopping spree. Uh, so one of these items was a VR helmet, right? This was we all like going, oh, this, this this looks this looks impressive. I mean, it certainly was big. I mean, this thing I would estimate probably weighs about three times the weight of uh, motorcycle helmet, and I really wish I could remember the the brand and type of it, but yeah. it was a monstrosity with two small cathode ray tubes in your face. Uh, it's its own uh, card to attach to the computer, and I, I believe it was Matrox Mystique showing the the sort of age. Oh. And this thing was not comfortable, yeah. for reasons best known to itself. For its tracking, it needed to know your actual geolocation. You needed to know your latitude and longitude. Interesting. I am sure there is some science there. I'm sure a bit of Googling, I could find it out easily. I never have actually gone down that road, though. Um, so so it, was, it was half part virtual rowdy machine, half part uh, scoliosis maker. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, th this thing, you actually had a, a port of Quake for it. That was the one game that we had. So it was the one game we played on it, right? Oh, it never did anything practical or commercial in the company. 
it was for playing Quakon, but mm -hmm. it would lose calibration all the time, at which point you would be standing there and you would just go into a total spin. So we all became rather skilled at ripping off this monstrosity uh, <laughs> very, very quickly before I mean, the, the VR sickness that gave you yeah. oh, makes anything modern feel trivial. I'm feeling that cold sweats. That cold sweat <laughs> from the old, from I think one thing is like the DK1 days, you know, where mm -hmm. like nothing tracked and, you know, you get up in the Tuscany demo and then all of a sudden like you just get the shivers because you just wouldn't move. And I just, mm. okay. So, 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 so you're, you know, you, you're a masochist. You like that. That's great. Uh, you're a big, big fan. <laughs> I have to admit at the time it was still a novelty, right? You used yeah. it. And then some some masochistic part of you kept on drawing you back every few days to yeah. try it again, and you'd go through the same again. But it planted a seed, right? Yeah. You'd seen the virtual reality. You'd seen how how amazing it could be to to be in a world. Uh, I mean, that was a time when I, I remember there was a VRML was like a virtual reality meta language was was one of these things that were trying to develop for the web. Oh yeah! Now it's a virtual reality something league, master league, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the early meetings completely fallen aside. That that was probably the reason that we put on the books why we got this on for VRML development. Mm. But it would make Google Cardboard look like a polished product. <laughs> and I, I have to admit, Google Cardboard, I have got an awesome amount of respect for. I mean, that was a project that wasn't even started officially in Google. That There was some developers in their own time that Google went, hey, you know what? You know, do that in the paid time. And it used what was around to make a very basic headset, yeah. which worked. Yeah. Well, and, and, and that's the thing is like, there's the, you still feel the magic. It's the magic plus yeah. the sickness. And you're like, it's, it's, it's like, it's almost, almost awesome, right? It kept getting mm. almost awesome, almost awesome. So at what point did it go from almost awesome to you to being awesome? Well, that was a CV one, right? Mm. I, I'm i not quite sure how in my life I skipped the DK1 and DK2. Mm. Uh, but when the CV1 came out, that was I, I, I got that practically on, on launch. I had to wait a year like everyone else till we had touch controllers like these posh people with the vibes, you know? Um, <laughs> We, we, we got an Xbox controller yeah. and a Wii Huck, which, you know, it, it, they did a good job. Mm -hmm. um, there was a, there were a lot of the control interfaces actually where you'd be looking at something and you'd get the wee dial going around to, to show you when, when you were activating it. They found a lot of ways around doing, doing controls without the touch controllers, but that was definitely the next step. The next step was when you got the touch controllers. Yeah. It, I mean, between the, in that year space, you know, it had landed, it had landed, but it wasn't perfect. You know, it, it got to the stage where you could use it daily. You knew you were not going to feel nauseous unless you were doing something really stupid or your computer broke, right? And there's definitely a story about the computer breaking in that. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was a that was a progression like yeah getting the Xbox control and just going hey guys it's seated I remember I remember for a while Oculus uh, aka Meta whatever they're like hey this is VR is a seated experience and because you had the you had 360 controller you could you could hook it up and it was it that was yeah. actually a really cool um, experience and that was great but then of course you know people wanted to stand people wanted to do stuff you people want to move because you you feel that urge and they saw the videos of the people with a vibe. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Now that, that that did cost a lot more. I mean, that was out with my budget at the time, right? Yeah. But I suppose yeah, anything can be taken into your budget, but it means giving up something else. Yeah. But, uh, I I ended up driving several hours uh, and talking to the, the the Valve team to say, hey, I, I had this great. We had this demo um, to to try to get a Valve headset, and it was we we did Road Rash VR. That was our demo that we made, and that was a uh, and we're like, can you please? Can you please give us a Vive headset? We really need it for this development. And it was a, it was a terrible, terrible, terrible demo. Um, mm. But the guy liked Road Rash, right? It, we, we didn't really understand because it was really funny at the time. Because you know Road Rash, you'd hit someone like a little stick, right? As you're like, oh, you're, yes. right? You're in your motorcycle and you're riding along mm. and you'd hit somebody. And so we did that. But then when you'd hit someone, the physics you you would flip, you know, mm. over and over and over and over and over and over again in VR. 
and that was just like an instant. <laughs> that word. Yeah, we're just like, he's like, oh god, no. But you know, but it got us, it got us that, and we we're like, oh my god, thank you so much. It was like, it was, I was so glad to get that. So we, yes, we couldn't afford it either. Um, but you know, we we begged our way to the top, and so um, my lips are definitely brown from that one. Um, but, uh, hey, you got the headset. I know. That's what mattered. Same, same, same. So okay, so bring it. So that you got the CV one, you got that, you got the Oculus Touch controllers. You moved that mm -hmm. along uh, along the way, which was which was awesome. Um, and then um, bring me into the whole community space. How did you get into the community? What does that look like? Well, if we win. At that stage, you were just going around, joining every VR group that you saw, mm -hmm. and uh, the Oculus Rift group. Well, I had the Rift. It was just a nice little small group, passing forwards and backwards the the hints there. Uh, I just fell in with that. That that became my primary group. I don't know if you, you know the feeling when you, yeah, you've joined half a dozen groups on a topic, but you, you get a group that you just feel you, you fit in. You like the attitude there best. And that was okay. The group had got to about 300 mem members, and it was run by uh, Lenny Lacey. Mm -hmm. And he put out uh, a pinned post there going that you know, he needed a bit, of a bit of help and wondered if there was anyone who would be happy to help moderating. So I um, put my name forward. Um, I've had... When it comes to forums and all that sort of thing, I mean, I was a bulletin board operator in the 90s, um, which a lot of people here may not know, but that's when one computer would dial into another. You had a time limit so other people could get their shot. You could leave emails for other people. Um, from the, there onwards, I'd run multiple forums. Uh, I've got a systems administration background, so I've all, you nearly always had a co-located server. So... Whatever I'm doing, somebody needed a set of forums. I was all right, you know, fine, I'll set that. You know, just put it up in mind. Like, a, let's not bother with like a whatever service. It's putting adverts all over it just to do that. So, mm. I mean, a lot of that was with like uh, guilds and MMOs, that sort of thing. Mm. So it was kind of the second nature to be running forum groups to me. So I thought, oh yeah, you just yeah. you know, put my name forward. Well, it's interesting. Well, it's interesting how like MMOs are like, and we don't think about it, is like the online gaming communities, like like an actual inside the games, inside the guild and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's super similar to being a part of like online communities and these different yeah. groups that they have now, right? Because I know I was a part of like, like WoW guilds and things like that, where I'd have like all my worker friends together. We all had stuff. I mean, like, and you'd have these guilds, but it's, it's, it feels strikingly similar, like the MMO communities and like just online, just virtual communities. It seems like there's a, a, a clear transition from, from, from being able to meet inside, like, you know, the games to online to now inside VR games. There's a lot of crossover there. Like, there is. Yeah. And so, uh, how is it? How has it shifted for you? Like you're talking about going into the the running the the online VR community. How has it changed from 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 doing the bulletin boards and servers? You know, co-located. What is it? What's changed? Well, when when you're looking at a Facebook group, yeah, I, I've, I'm I'm no longer the top dog. When you own the server, it doesn't matter what happens. You know, you <laughs> you can change anything. You can fix anything. Uh, so at this point. One of the biggest changes is Facebook get to say what you can do and what you can't do. And they also get to come in and interfere. And then when you get used to something, they come in and change things just to keep you on your toes. Yeah, they've done that. I mean, in your own time, like with the the groups, you've seen them change the, the way that the public systems are handled, yeah. which, uh, yeah, we've got used to now, adapted to. I would not say like uh, welcomed with open arms. Uh, but, I mean, they took away systems like we used to be able to go, right, here is your set of questions. You answer them and we choose if you get in the door or not. Yeah. Whereas now they've got this system where anyone can come in, but you can restrict when they do a first post or when they do a first comment, mm -hmm. which uh, it works to some degree. But to be honest, the, the, the earlier system was a bit was best. You know, yeah. you could spot up, you could spot bots a mile away and just have them out of the way beforehand. Now, yeah, you can spot most bots when they're trying to make their first post, but then you get your sleeper ones, which will like uh, intentionally just post something banal at the start, sleep for a month, 
and then you suddenly get all the their their crap coming up in your in your group. Um, yeah. And there's definitely times when the group has suffered badly from it was your video spam bots for a, for a while. We just had no means of controlling them, and eventually, like you know, Facebook gave us some more some more of the controls back, and we learned how to use their framework a bit better. Uh, it's one of these things where I would say Facebook. I'm still going where not didn't didn't implement that very well because even when there were mechanisms mechanisms we could use, they had not given the information to people like us. And you know we're talking about Oculus products. We're we're actually advocating one of their services and not not being given the information how to moderate it. Yeah. Uh, and then now they can step in themselves and they will you go like okay we have removed these posts for such and such a reason and you can agree or disagree you know most of most of the time that's done with um ai whether you class it as artificial intelligence or artificial ignorance can vary quite a lot mm -hmm. and i myself like I, i've fallen foul of their ai right mm -hmm. uh, at one point it was actually the very day we hit our fifty thousandth member mm -hmm. and i was going into that expecting the biggest celebration ever you know yeah. for the group but instead i was getting like the rest of the team which by the stage uh, i'd become an admin and we'd got the uh, john watts and arnuki russell uh poach well not poached because they, they still were obviously in the original places that they were mm -hmm. admining themselves but uh, you brought them into the team and we are looking maybe a, a three-year gap between all this happening but they were all like, well, what have you done? Why, why, is, why, why is Facebook like uh, now got a, a quality alert about the group? Because you allowed, uh, you approved a post. And I'm sort of there for, for two months, it actually had any time they went into the quality section, it gave them a big button offering to the, kick me off the admin team, you know, all, all of the rest of the team, which was a bit of a slap in the face, I have to admit. But there was there was no one to take this to right yeah. there was and there was also i i couldn't even like uh, say you know what what post was approved i knew the name of the person right they had removed the posts removed all history so you're just kind of going like uh, okay you're guilty for allowing a post which we're not going to show you anymore and you're thinking well i've uh, got to deal with 50 100 posts a day Sometimes you can be in a rush. And so, I mean, sometimes the system itself is fairly hard to work within. Yeah. And see, that's a challenge because it's one thing it's like there's a lot of friction. And we love that. We love, we love Oculus or the, the virtualized systems. It's amazing. It's so fun. It's so incredible. And that's what we advocate for them. It's fun to, it's fun to play. It's fun to be a part of. It's fun to talk with you. It's yeah. also and, and, and I still advocate, even though I like uh, may throw some stones back at them like there. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, come on, guys, can we, can you make it a little easier for us to love your products and love what you do? You know, I still mm -hmm. love, you know, I still love doing that. Um, the, the, the phantasm game with you guys like, 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 Oh, phasmophobia. Yeah. Phasmophobia. Dude. So fun. You get, you get together with your yeah. friends, you have a good time. You know, it's it's not quite the old school land days, like you know, like yeah. land gaming. You get together. I used to do that. We used to network them all together. We would do, yeah. you know, uh, World of Warcraft or not World of Warcraft, but we do like um, Warcraft Three. We do um, Counter Strike. We do a bunch uh, of those type of games. You young whippersnapper. We were like Doom and Quake. We're we're Duke Nukem, of course. You couldn't miss out. Dude, but was... uh, we, we were using the old uh, network cards that the local college was throwing out. Yeah. And I was uh, I was friendly with their, their computer services unit because we were all nerds, right? Yeah. Uh, so, like, when they were upgrading to 10-base-T, I got, like, a, you know, probably about 20 or 30 of their old cards and piles of their old network cable, and that was it. Uh, when we had our, our week, we'd have the weekends, we'd get together and just, put these cards in people's machine and go, oh, yeah, no, just keep the card. We've got plenty of them. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> kill each other for a weekend. Normally fueled by quite a lot of alcohol. Yes. <laughs> and that, that, I think, is a very constant uh, throughout the uh, the uh, gaming circles is uh, there's additional fuel uh, of inspiration uh, mm. going long and strong. And usually like, cans of things, like, hanging <laughs> out everywhere. I've had 
uh, um, so many amazing nights with my friends um, playing that that and pizza boxes. I don't know if you guys do pizzas over there and stuff too. But... Oh yes, yes, pizzas are definitely a thing. <laughs> uh, oh my god, I had a um, the um, I remember talking because uh, one of my friends, his name's Dave Taylor. Um, he helped code uh, Doom and Quake. Um, and he was talking about also networking them all together. And, they'd, you know, they do these like network parties where they try to get together and, you know, build these multiplayer systems. And then they try to code a game and make a game and play a game all at his college campuses, trying to do that same thing where that only not only playing the games, but making the games as well, which I think is so fun and cool. Um, and did you guys with the amusement park thing, did you ever make the amusement park or did you just did you just spend it all on on uh, graphics cards and good times? Um, well, with the amusement park. We would make mods for things like Quake, which was, of course, one of the favourites in there. I don't think Quake allowed 16 players at that time, even though even though it was a 16-player station, your set of stations. It was Corona's uh -huh. in Aberdeen, which was quite a big place. And it was the fourth dimension was the, the name of the wing that was housing this. Uh, I mean, it was, again, I mean, that, that was... The, these machines also also had the Matrox Mystiques, you know, the same as the one that was running the VR that we had. Yeah. Um, but... I've lost the track of where I was going there. That's okay. Yeah. We just talked. We're just talking about the coding the games. I said, did you end up ever yeah. building that for the amusement parks? They said because you got you got that yeah. that that windfall of cash. Were you yeah. able to actually build the applications? Were you able to build mods? I know you got the sometimes. Yeah, you, just, yeah just, just like a bit of quick mods that sort of thing. That's beautiful. Uh, did, I mean, so you know that like because uh, you know we got the game the Arena Rivals um, that we've been yeah. working on for far too long. Um, um, I haven't told anybody yet, but like, but like, I mean, you got to play it. You know, a lot of the game mechanics that we got, we actually, oh yeah, inspired from Quake, um, with a lot of the, uh, the 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 way things are moved and some of the mechanics and the rockets and the shotguns and things like that. A lot of that. Oh, forget everything except the grenades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We actually, I I haven't told anybody yet, but it'd be the first person I told actually publicly. Um, is that it's actually it's available on App Lab now. So if you go to App oh, Lab, you nice. go, yeah. So uh, I I forgot to tell you first is if so if you go to if you go on your your Oculus phone or whatever at your app you download you can you can get Arena Rivals and you can download mm -hmm. it and start playing it. And so we have our um uh you know Last Rival Standing tour you know uh, our game mode called uh, LRS which is called Last Rival Standing. It's a free for all. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so this Saturday we're having a whole tournament. Um, uh, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, where uh, we've got a, a number of players coming in, cash prizes. Um, but if, you know, you go in and you just do. Uh, yeah, I got. I got an email, <laughs> on that, and I'm going to have to check the times because that might be just when somebody's uh, you're visiting from about 250 miles away that I haven't seen in years. <laughs> yeah, just going. Oh, really? Don't worry. I'll be, I'll be with you later. No, I totally get it, man. Well, a better plan. I'll just get it on the Quest One headset and throw that at him. <laughs> now, the one thing that you did quietly is I noticed you've got the Sweet Escape uh, on the Quest now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we, we ported it over to the Quest. Um, we, we were going for the approval for App Lab. I don't know if we got approved yet um, for App Lab. But, yeah, we got we, we ported over Sweet Escape to there. And then... Um, we're just trying to get approval. Once we get approved, they were checking updates. Like every single time you try to update the game, um, then their entire the MetaQuest team, they would, they would review it and say yes or no. But I guess they got overwhelmed. And so just this week, they're just like, just fine, whatever. It's updated. It's, it's fine. So now, so now we have that whole update cycle that we don't have to wait like two weeks or three weeks oh, to, good, to good. you know, you know as, as a developer, you know, when you go to try to push something and then there's a three-week development delay, it can kind of piss off a lot of the gamers that play the game and stuff. So uh, we were excited yeah. about that, about them being overwhelmed, a, a positive benefit of their, of their love and stuff. So, um, but, uh, but anyway, so, but this is, it reminds me of those, those days that you, for me, it was, it was Halo. For me, it was, it was these other games where you'd get together and you would bring all your friends in a, in a room, you'd network everything together, and then they'd just be screaming and talking trash from the different rooms. Oh, when you heard the expletives from the other room, you were going, it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what do, for like for you like in terms of magic moments, magic moments in VR. Give me like what what are some magic moments when you think of it, times with your friends or times by yourself that really kind of uh, warms the cockles of your heart. 
Oh, that's hard to say. And I do a lot of my uh, VR on my own. I think it just, I, I kind of kind of like to unplug, be on my own. Of course, not when I'm playing like uh, Arena Rivals, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, so for me, I I, I love visiting. I, I, I like uh, ports a lot. I, I like a lot of the ports that are out there. Um, so there's games like uh, Borderlands Two, uh, Skyrim VR, yeah, and right. because I've got. Uh, unusually high tolerance to motion sickness. We can get to that. This is all to do with Dirt Rally and a fault. And I noticed like um, Scotland's werewolf in there who also had a lot of fun with this one because he had a, his, he, he suffered from VR sickness very, very badly, but he would push through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got, yeah. Uh, say what's up from uh, Scotland werewolf there. He's talking about how you yeah. introduced him to virtual rally. He was blown away. Uh, and he did. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, he runs his own like uh, racing you know, channel, like uh, on under his own name there. Unfortunately, not VR because of the sickness. But I have seen him do you know, thirty minutes, forty minutes in VR racing, just because he would not let it beat him. <laughs> you know, was... Oh, fighting through the pain for the fun, man. And so, yeah. so, so you've 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 uh, you've gotten some calluses. With your with your nausea there by going through this, so you like these you like these quiet moments. I know Sky, um, uh, incredible. Oh, I, oh yeah, sorry, I I I, I, I strayed, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, part of the reason there is because if we, if you look at something like Borderlands Two, right, yeah. that was one which I introduced Donny that Scotland Scotland's Werewolf to, um, and we we both played a lot of that in the two mm D, -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, so for me, getting into a world that I have played inside and out, you know, I've put so many hours into things like Borderlands 2, and then to be able to go into it in VR. Um, mm -hmm. Skyrim is like uh, one that I I don't know how many times I've completed it. Every time I start it, I decide I am not going to be a sneaky rogue this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that lasts about a day. But being able to go through all of that in VR, and of course... Mm -hmm. You mod it up, and as my computers slowly become more powerful, Skyrim is a, all, almost a triple A game in VR. Once you get it nice and modded, but reliving these games, I have played so much on consoles and on PC. Yeah, but going into VR, uh, Half Life. How, how could we do this without mentioning Half Life? Right. Yeah. I mean, that is a game I've got on so many different platforms, and. Yeah, you know, you've got uh, is it Doctor Beef that made the the Quest Two um, port, ports ports of it, where you you can use the original files, your data files, and run it on the Quest Two. You got Alex, which is yeah. it's just a poster child. That game, you know. Can you can you, can you think of a moment in any of those games where you're like you lost yourself and you really felt? Because there's, I feel like being a, a vr junkie that we are right like we get we kind of have this like hunt for novelty right and we're like yeah. we, we eat it we're like all right, all right. And, it's, and it goes right and we finish it up and we try to find what's that next one but then there's those moments inside maybe, VR. Like, yeah, maybe not in the game i think maybe one of the things that really gives these moments of clarity was i i don't know if you ever ever uh viewed in vr or in real life we are stars no, I haven't tried. We oh, all right. It's by Andrew something. Andy Shaw, I think, was the name of the creator of it. Now, this is one of these experiences that you get played in your 360 domes originally. Oh. It, it came to VR after. It was an obvious thing for coming into VR. Oh. And it looks almost childlike when you're going in with these square-headed cartoony characters, oh. very childlike and it is something that you can put a child child, child into. But it, this is cosmology at its best. You know, it is showing you the creation of the universe. What happens inside stars, right? Mm. But it's in a, a format which you could put a five-year-old into or an 85-year-old into and anyone in between. And yeah. it gives you amazing senses of, of scale. Um, so... I mean, that the the moment I think would be rather rather than a moment I would say just that feeling when you see the scale of the universe in VR. 
That's, but that's one of those things about VR, right? Is that scale, man, is your ability to be, to be insufficiently big. And then that, that expansiveness and you feel that horizon, you feel that growth and you're like, (gasps) almost like you feel that, that need to take that deep Mm -hmm. breath in because you, it's almost like, I, I I feel like um, the sense of awe, like the word awe, Mm -hmm. I think, and this is, I don't know if this is true. I, I, I feel like I'm the one who made this up, but maybe someone else has done this before, but I think it's a rendering issue. The same way when your GPO is trying to render a scene that's too big, when you try to take in the grandeur of the cosmos on the screen yeah. or whatever it is, like all of a sudden it's running on your eyebrows and you're like, oh, I think that's I think that's that sense of awe and what you're talking about right there. So, you're almost falling screaming into the abyss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, other things that make the, that moment in VR is, and. Um, going to blame Joe Watts on this, right? He has cost me a fortune, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, he's, he, he actually has a game with Lenny where they see which one can get me to buy something. <laughs> <laughs> so the one thing that he, he definitely got me on was your B-Haptics vests, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the um, vest yeah. on, you feel the haptics with the beats and things going oh, on. Oh, yes, yes. And just when you go into... Now... You could think of Half-Life Alex or of uh, Skyrim with a mod. When your like health is low and you start fr- suddenly feeling your heart pounding in your chest, uh-huh. right? Because it's yeah. not just like, you know, people go like, oh, yes, this is where you feel feel the bullet impacts and all that sort of thing. Yeah, that's nice. That's brilliant. And the recoil. Uh-huh. But it's the heartbeat. It's the rain falling on your shoulders. Uh, it's when you're healing and you feel a spiral going up your body. So you're getting that feeling of magic. It's a feeling of magic that you can't experience in real life. I want to try that. I haven't. You have I, to. You have to. See, <laughs> I've only, I only got to try a little sample. Uh, one something I made years ago with a, a, a VR uh, electrocution game, um, but it was a long time ago. And the only other time mm-hmm. was at PDC a couple of weeks ago. But I only got to try it just a little bit. But it was like some small demos, right? A couple of range ups, but it wasn't yeah. in conjunction of being lost in a virtual world while those types of things are going on like a healing wave going up your body or other things going across you as you're completely immersed it's more like you know a, a programmer demo where you're in a, a a gray cubed room with you know gray cube squares falling on you so mm-hmm. um so you were able to hook that up and does it automatically integrate in it but how do you how do you get it so you order it online and how what's this what's the process for getting it up and going well, you got different. Uh, you you get native support in some some games, right? Yeah. So Half Life Alex or on Quest, you've got something like uh, oh, what's the archery one I love so much? In Death, right? Oh, yeah. uh, so so with these, you just literally just go into the menu and turn on the B haptics, and that's it. You know, it all attached to the various pieces that are supported. Uh, you got your boxing ones, which will use the headpiece but that's not that's a lot of money for not a lot of fun not not so much use um you get a lot of other ones where right skyrim that's a pain in the posterior right so you got to put in the skyrim script extender first of all which is getting easier with various nexus mods and that but it used to be a royal pain in the posterior and then you've got to add that mod on top of it Uh but um most of the mods are actually just the you know click a couple of buttons and sometimes hit an inject at the start of a game, you'll sometimes it'll manage to. Yeah. It's got audio version that you can do with your Woodger, but uh, that's okay. But if it didn't have like a native modes, then everyone would be going how wonderful the audio mode was. But yeah, once you've got the, I can't wait. I'm super curious to, to, to try it out completely immersed in like a, like a high end mm-hmm. Alex or something like that. Cause I haven't had the, I haven't had the luxury of that yet. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm super curious to try that out. I know I, you know, there are certain people that just take it to the limit, right? I feel like I'm an extremist when it comes to, you know, cause I'm, you know, deep in VR and all that stuff and I have a fancy mm-hmm. chair and all this other stuff. I remember yes. playing with you and John and you know, I'm like, hey guys, check out the game. And I see you in your chair, right? You're just chilling in your chair. And I see John strap the legs. He's he's getting inside <laughs> his, his whole roller deck. He's got his whole thing. He's got the mod thing on. And I was like, I was like, oh, he's not playing. Uh, John's not playing at all. He's he's ready to rock. And he's just he's just sprinting, nothing, turning like this, full rotations. And you're just you're just cruising in your chair like this, right? Like, <laughs> I was just like, oh man, he's just he's just he's just gonna. 
beat you with technology, you know? <laughs> There's, I, I, I'll, I'll never catch up with the catwalks, I don't think. I, I don't have the space or the budget for these. Um, but you do get things which get quite close. I mean, I've got the cyber shoes. I don't know if you've seen these at all. I've, I've, I've heard of them. I haven't really tried them out at all. Like the catwalks, mm. which you're referring to, is the 360 yeah. kind of bowl that Wait people stand in. You, you kind of step in this almost this uh, diaper like thing. Right. And, mm. and then you can kind of you can you can run and sprint inside of it just so for people that can visualize what you're talking about um, versus the 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 other one, which you're talking about, the cyber shoes. Is that the ones that you that are which ones are those? So that's not the one that turns. It, 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 it's uh, you, you sit in a swivel chair. And you put on these overshoes, which have got rollers in the bottom. Uh, now, you've got two different receivers, one for your PC and one which is made for the Quest. So it can be used in both of these. Mm. And quite literally, you, you're you running while sitting. So it, it's quite good if you've got limited space, right? Because you're not going to run into a wall. Yeah. Well, not unless you do something really quite impressive. Yeah. But um, which uh, I have to admit, given a few drinks, is quite a possibility. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, you, you'll also find you get games which implement if you pick up both your feet, it'll jump, right? And a lot of games don't need. Well, most you don't actually get games with it implemented directly. Mm. It more or less acts as a. It, it just looks like a treadmill in one mode or as a joystick in another mode uh, to the game and you know when you turn around and start running and it can also track your your waist direction rather than just your head and your hands okay. is, which is there's that full body tracking i think is really powerful like like we're yeah. not there where it's like you you do have to put on a whole bunch of pieces like all these straps and all this stuff to kind of get lost but like that i think what's one of those things that i i think a lot of VR people is seeking is like, hey, can I have can I have eye tracking? Can I have some sort of facial tracking? Can I have full body oh, tracking? Yeah. There's a oh. lot of things that we're hoping, like the like the the next version of the the MetaQuest three coming out is going to hopefully have those pieces. What technology um, are you most excited for coming out a part of these pieces? Like, what's what's not quite here yet, or something here that you really want to get your hands on? Oh well, um, should I just break out my Kickstarter shopping list? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've gone through like uh, failures in there as well. I I, I did back the the ill-fated uh, Fuel Real, which had different scent systems, and it also had uh, he heated and cooled wind blowers in there and a little sprayer. But alas, um, for reasons which I don't really believe very much on their campaign, it didn't come to fruition. I think they were honest enough, but I think they they. They tried to give a a reason for their failure that didn't quite uh, match up with uh, trying to make themselves look a bit better, and instead made everyone go, "Aye, right." And, <laughs> you know, you have to remember in Scotland, like uh, we've got a difference here. You know, like uh, uh, where two positives actually make a negative. You know, when you're talking mathematically. So, aye, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. other things I have. Um, back, back at the moment I'm waiting on would be uh, you've got the shockwave suit, right? Which I think has probably got a 50-50 chance. They're claiming it's about to like um, you know start hitting the the full manufacturing. The 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 first suits are going out to influencers and that sort of thing, and that is a combined tracking and haptics suit, right? Oh. So it is not going to do the same level of haptics as some of your B haptics. Yeah, but you know it's a you. Know, a suit that you wear and it gives you both in a wonder so you want to play blade and sorcery you could be kicking you know um, well that's awesome because you're talking about that's a two-way input system right and that's one of the things yeah. that we're looking with 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 the virtual reality that's why the eye tracking would be so awesome because you can not mm -hmm. only see things but it also tracks your eyes you have that two-way input and what's awesome mm -hmm. about that is because you have those imu sensors or things like that you can strap on a whole bunch of things on your body and then you can track yeah. your body but what you're saying is that it does tracking and also does haptics so not only can it yeah. track my hand to hit the wall but then also the haptics on the hand or on the arm will happen so if i go to block something and then it, yeah. it will raise my arm, but if a, an axe comes down, it will actually give me a sense of feedback right back in that system, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's cool. That that yeah. that's that Ready Player One kind of stuff that we all want. Yeah, um, I, I also like um, because that one's taking so long, right? I did back the Axis, which is just a IMU a set of IMU trackers, 
Mm. Uh, I think I think there's some like eleven of them in in the full set. That one's a wee bit delayed, but uh, I've got high confidence for that one. You know, I've I've got the the feel of where these. You know, I've done enough of the failed projects to have a good feel now. You know. Yeah. One of the interesting thing with them is they're actually changing their control unit to a mobile phone, which they're supplying. Yeah. Oh. What you think? It does kind of make sense because that's got all the IMU stuff in it already. Yeah. And I'm going to guess that they'll probably buy something which is kind of an older generation quite cheaply because... Android it, 1 kind of thing. It, it, it doesn't really need... Well, I mean, it could be quite a modern Android version, but it doesn't need a lot of high-tech stuff. I mean, what's in a phone, even a five-year-old phone, is probably a, a good little processor for one of these units. Yeah, that's... I mean, so, that's it. Well, I mean, yeah, repurposing the the technology that's already out there right now mm. and just and using it. I mean, because there's a lot of really really good tech. You don't need to have an you know an iPhone 13 and all that crazy jazz to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. So that, that's awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's when they try to make those technical hurdles, right? Like uh, Magic Leap is like, oh, we're gonna have the greatest augmented reality yeah. in the world. Give us billions to figure it out, right? And it's like, man, that's hard. You're competing against Facebook <laughs> and everybody else. That's I like, you know, I, I of course have one of the the early like uh, is it leap motion or motion leaps? Which yeah, was, I remember, yeah. You tip on your face and you can like, oh look at my hand, it's really cool. But that was the wrong place to put it. You should always have it in your chest. Yeah, because that way you can track your hands so much better. Uh, you you didn't have your like um, skeletons going quite so wobbly when you did that. I had a razor hydra that was strapped to my chest. They're supposed to have it on the ground. Oh. So I, put the, I put the razor hydra. I, I like I duct taped it to my chest so that uh, I, could, like, I hate you. Out. I wanted one of these and never managed to track one down. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so you got those ones. Are there any other ones along those paths that like stick out? Uh, to you that you well, the ones that you've already mentioned, right? Yeah. Um, your eye tracking and your face tracking, right? Yeah. Now, I think the eye tracking would be a lot better for me at the moment, though. In about a month's time, I will be. Let's just say I'll have less hair than you, right? <laughs> um, got, got a bit of a, a charity like a uh, shearing happening for some for local nurses. Oh, that's awesome, <laughs> so, man! My yeah. if you go back to my podcast because I do them two a week, you can see my pot, my beard get really long and then just get cut. And it's just like <laughs> you watch it. I take a you you realize I am now going to get bored. Get screenshots of all that and do a morph of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, thank you. Uh, this tracking might not work quite so well for me at the moment until that happens. Yeah, it's um, other, other nice little thing is my entire heat side is going to get cut off in a full ponytail so that can go to kids with leukemia for wigs. Oh, that's cool, man. <laughs> that's one thing um, that, uh, I'll, I'll say this, man. The one thing I really appreciate, dude, is like we had we had a really good talk. You know, we um, uh, uh, you gave me some really good advice. So my mom's got some issues with 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 forgetfulness, Alzheimer's, all those things. Mm -hmm. You had some some things like that. You gave me some really good advice, and so like I went I went soup to nuts across the whole board. I've got everything now set up, and like I've been really designing because she's in the earlier stages of it where she's starting to forget, mm -hmm. but I can still train her on things. So like I've taken. You know, I've gotten all those camera th systems set up now. I've got those motions. I got those motion things set up. I got the door tracking set up. I got yeah. all set up through the Amazon security systems. And then what I've, I now did it is I took, you know, uh, a whiteboard and the calendar planner and all the phone numbers mm -hmm. and I put them on all in one areas. And I'm trying to do this like human centered design thing where I'm like, okay, you know, I put up uh, you know, on the left hand side, I go step one, when bored. You know, do these things, you know, call this guy, you know, do this thing was step two. Here's the list of phone numbers. Step three. Here's the calendar. Right. And so I'm making it to where she can go through. And so I, I really appreciate you taking the time because we, we had a, a really good, deep conversation in VR and then brought into. Well, I, I fully intend to steal the idea back or, you know, of you and like the, the whiteboard, the screen and the camera. Oh, the the. Well, um, it's a two-way street. Do you like? I get to steal your ideas as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I get to gain from your experience. Oh yes, 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 yes. Because yeah. gain, gain away, sir. Gain away. But it's, mm. it's very cool, man. Well, that's one thing. Is like as we're having fun, man. We we realize that like life's still going to come in. We still got we got families. Mm. We've got experiences. We still deal with people's drama and like yeah. and like I think like the the friendships that we make as we're playing and having fun and the. Because like, it got meaningful, man. We're like, damn, we, we, we have these things we've got to deal with. And and it was really nice knowing that, like, my mom's safe, she's taken care of, and I've got these systems. And I know that I can at least take active steps to helping her 
um, set her up the best way possible so that you can do that. And, you know, um, and so I was going to say, thank you, man. I appreciate you taking the time and, oh, and, and help me make you that think of it, It's probably your arrival, Rena's that's, uh, you know, that you can like uh, credit for that because <laughs> it's really like uh, after we've had like uh, test sessions and whatever, and then we just uh, stop and chat for half an hour to quarters an hour that you know, where our, 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 our home life started coming in going, oh, all right, okay, like, yeah, I've got, got this situation and yeah, you know, you're preparing to avoid this one. Yeah, and that's why I, pre I was like, I was like, and I was like, I was like, oh man, that's, that's so helpful. Thank you so much. I was like, because if you feel very alone when you don't, then I think it's one thing sometimes like in the gaming space, like you game because it's nice to be by yourself and play around. And there's a bunch of games that I play. I spend a ton of times playing Hades and other games where I just get like lost. Um, but like when you, you sometimes connect with people and you're like, oh shit, this, this got serious and it's actually really meaningful so um on the on on that note like what like uh what experiences do you play in social vr are there are there games that you play with that are there any things that you can talk to me about times that you've had like um cool or interesting stories that come to mind uh, uh about spending time with people in social vr um well what I, in, in social vr I mean to get into a little bit more VR chat and like uh, explore that. Uh, I do go into alt space a bit, and well, I, I quite enjoy like the the um, Oculus. Uh, there's uh, Oculus uh, for for Oculus Quest uh, for over forties. There's a, a group there, and they quite often do their little group outings in in alt space, which is quite nice. Altspace is really pretty. It's actually yeah. really uh, the the graphics are really clean. Um, but last time I was in there, I was accused of being an artificial intelligence. Um, I, I went in on the PC, so my hands were dangling at my side, and I was just kind of rolling. Oh, right. And they're like, "This guy could be anybody. This guy could be a robot. This guy's not a real person." I'm like, "Hey, yo, um, I'm a dude. Nice to meet you. Uh, I'm gonna tell you, like, I'm not a robot." Um, I'm not running a potato, you know. You've got, got it for. The, you've got it for. I, I've still got two um, Oculus Go's sitting around, uh, which actually they're very quite quite good for your. Might be quite good for your mother as well, because with these you got something like uh, Ocean Rift, you can just throw that under heat and with the bubbles and the fish going by, happy forever. Oh, yeah? that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Rather, rather interestingly, my mother likes uh, epic roller coasters on it. Really? Yeah. When they when they brought out their Christmas map at Christmas time, literally we just had to go like we better take her out of there now because she's just went round and round and round and round. <laughs> she must have been in there for about half an hour and just going like, okay, better, better rescue her. Half the fun of having a VR headset is putting people in it, whether they're parents mm -hmm. or or whoever, and then just watching them freak out, right? Mm -hmm. In a in a good way, bad way, but it's just exciting to see them like experience this world and they're just like wow you know but you have to be mindful especially if they're if they can run because they yeah. might run you have to like catch them you know you need like a, a one, of the most, huh? one of the ones i loved watching of somebody in their first experience with vr yeah. was um how is it be? Oh, right my niece is 18 or 19 now so it's when she was up with three of her friends right um and her brother who was a year year younger and that was it you know the my niece and nephew they've played like uh, the you know vr a good few times nephew loves it he gets my cast me downs he got my cv1 he then got my rift s i got the cv1 back so i'm, I'm really chuffed about that because i i missed it i missed it. It, it it held a special place however it was one of her friends going into the oculus experience there's that one in the caravan just to introduce you to everything where you play with a 3D printer, which gives you interactable ob objects. Yep. But the first yep. thing she did was get on the floor and look underneath the bench that you're standing in front of. And I was sitting there flabbergasted going, I never thought of that. You know, <laughs> I, that never once occurred to me, right? Yeah. But it was the first thing that she did was just go down and look underneath the bench and you've gone like, okay. That's, yeah. that, 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 you, you know that you've like uh, just had an effect on someone. I suppose another one I could say that's similar or mm -hmm. a wee bit different, and again, it would be Donnie, the Scottish werewolf, his um, his nephew and niece, they'd come up here and they were playing Fruit Ninja. Um, they were passing the headset backwards and forwards quite mm -hmm. nicely. 
And anyway, we'd gone off and just left them to it and came back and found one of them was wearing the helmet and the other was watching the screen and they had a controller each and they turned it into a two-player game. And, you know, you're, it was really quite a touching moment in VR. Yeah, that, 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 I can picture like a brother-sister combo doing that. I used to stab the fruit and you could get them all inside the sword and then you could pick them up and you could slice them all at the same time. That was another another thing you could do. You could stack you could stack the fruit uh, inside mm. there. But that that combination of like sharing the experience and coming up with creative solutions and seeing something you could you mean you uh, how many hours we've logged playing VR? Who knows? God knows, right? But then someone new comes in and they and they're like you like it breaks your brain to see them do something they never have done before. I'm I'm sure uh, John, right? Who a uh, friend of ours. Uh, just just uh, launched an amazing new uh, place. Uh, could you, uh, and do you want to say a little bit about it? I just watched his oh, yes. distance on it on everything. Can you, can you say a little bit about what John uh, and his crazy catwalking systems have been up to lately? <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, well, John was on your show somewhere in the 130s. The episode was uh, February the second. I remember that much. So we are talking three months ago, right? Yeah. yeah. And at that point, John. Had the, had the plans. He was looking to get uh, a bigger premises. You know, at that point, he was working from. It was a, a cabin that he built him built himself in his garden, which had the space for four players, Remember which is that. quite impressive. Uh, when I first of all met him, he actually had one room with his simulator in it, and it was actually the his upstairs hall slash uh, stairwell start of that, which was you know give you a, a, a it was big. Right, and had of course a safety guard across the stairs, and that's where his his VR experience was really starting. And that that's when he was started taking in customers at the weekend. Right, yeah. so he moved on to his cabin where where he was at last time, you know, in February. Uh, but at that point, he was looking to get a premises, and there was also things which uh, I, I'm not quite sure what things he had talked about then, but I know there was a few things that he had to keep under the hat until until they came to fruition. Mm -hmm. So he's partnered up with Ness Aviation. Uh, you will probably know Chris. I think he's somewhere in the chat there. Uh, he also comes into uh, Phasmophobia with us and normally gets us killed because he eats crisps loudly when he uh, goes to something. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks, Chris. We know. <laughs> right? uh, however, so the pair of them found a, a nice larger premises. Yeah, and they did did all the work to them to the, you know, all the work themselves, right? Yeah. Uh, so they must have spent whew, probably a couple of months of that time going hell for leather, building this into a combination of a VR and a flight simulator experience. Mm. So John's got his is it three catwalks? I think uh, he's got haptic vests for everyone. Yeah, he's got a collection of your pro tube rifles now. Um, I know he's got an exclusive license for some escape rooms, but I don't know if I can talk about the, any any more specifically than that. I think I probably can, but better not. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they've got, they've got this full set up now. He's, of course, got his racing simulator in there. Uh, and alongside, you've got uh, Chris, who's got his... 737-800. I don't know what the 800 is. I'm sure Chris will tell me in great detail next time I'm talking to him because I brought it up. Uh, and this is a full cockpit, which uh, if, if you, one of the videos should actually show that uh, pretty much being reconstructed uh, from, from its original place into there. And there's a fighter plane, I think F-15 maybe. Yeah. Cockpit. Yeah, it's, I mean, the... For the space, because I saw I saw all the construction that goes into building and creating and everything that they had to do to make it. So one on the VR side, yeah. I mean, you want to talk about it's it's way more than just a Quest headset that you can get at your house because you yeah. have a full immersion. So on on the immersiveness on the VR side, what's awesome about yeah. it is it's F sixteen apparently. I've been corrected. Uh, F sixteen, but you have a whole you have a whole weights you have a whole not only the vest you can run you have the you have the haptics you have so if you're gonna go there with yeah. people and you be able to have a full immersive experience where you can run around and actually completely mm -hmm. lose yourself I mean it's it's 
it's beyond, you know, the greatest thing about like arcades, arcades came about because kids couldn't afford those types of gaming at their home yeah. locations. And so what's awesome about it is that you can go there and you can have a super deep, high level, uh, very, very, very immersive experience with you and your friends in, in virtual reality, but you also can do on the flight side flight simulator side although when i saw that i couldn't help but to think of like star trek because of like yeah. the you go inside that cockpit area and you're the simulators and like <laughs> windows, you see the you see the things going past you right and i was like i mean it feels like there's like a star trek kind of scene you could almost run like in a escape room or some sort of like you know man the stations go over here we're being attacked go there it's like i could it's so like in terms of like the like the amount of tech that's yeah. inside there to kind of create a deeply immersive experience i was, I was really impressed by um, so if just, uh, just give him a shout out, if anybody's, uh, how do people find that? How do people, where do they go for that? Uh, well, on, on Facebook, it's the Inverness VR virtual reality experience, yeah. which is run by John Watts. Uh, John Watts also is an admin in the, in the uh, Oculus VR community group. So he's easy to track down there. If you can't find his, his other group, come to our group and, uh, yeah. We can show you that. Um, John, John, if you're in here, man, drop drop your link into the uh, into the chat, and I'll I'll put it on the screen for anybody that's seeing it, so so that so it's easier for people to track. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's yeah. impressive, man, and I and I, I heard you played I played a part in helping make that happen, which is super cool. Giving of the experience of VR to someone else and having their minds get blown, it's so magical, it's so magical. Oh yeah. Now, I should also say they got their little boardroom, so like they can have some you know executive whatever's you know but in there they can also give people training so they've got their retraining videos for phasmophobia oh. and they've got all the props they have got their oh yep there you go with the link they got it you know, so, so so he's got his emf detector he's got the the squelch box the spirit box mm -hmm. and your various things so you can actually take out these props and show people how to use them in real life before going in you'll also probably notice and uh, if you show any of the video later on uh the, the hand the glowing handprints on the wall <laughs> from the phasmophobia theme <laughs> uh, oh, and, so... and he's got pac-man okay of course classic so forget the rest he's got pac-man that was actually one of my first experiences i've ever did in virtual reality i did it in las vegas this giant headset you had it was held up and i was doing pac-man and vr running around and like it was it was it was, it was a mind breaker because oh, wow. i was like I was running around. And I was like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "I realized how much harder Pac-Man is when you can't have a top-down perspective, you know, mm -hmm. and you can you only can run around with this giant system on." And I was like, "It was that." I think for me, it was one of those magic initial moments in VR that I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, I I want more of this in my life. So, um, shifting yeah. gears though, I want to say this. So, if anybody is interested in that, you can take a screenshot of this link and go and check out more of what John's got. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and pull this off because I do want to talk about. I want to kind of get towards the end of this. And I want to talk about something about you've put a lot of heart, soul, energy, time into creating this this meta community on Facebook. Um, do you have like a a holy grail with it? A mission you're trying to achieve? Is there some sort of flag in the sand that you're trying to get accomplished by creating, crafting, growing this meta community? Well, we're just trying to keep it as a fairly civil a friendly group which is not always possible right you always get people come when you got i mean we've got uh, 69.3 thousand members at the moment awesome. um, and there's definitely days when uh, a lot of days when i remember you know i think at four thousand members i think that was the first time i ever had to kick somebody out of the group you know yeah uh you're, you're going you, you look back at these days when like you're going like a it all ran so nicely then. It was all so smooth. So I, I, I'd love to recapture these these days. That's never going to happen. But um, the one thing I, I like, I, I prefer uh, seeing the group growing, you know, you know, slowly and steadily, right, rather than expanding too fast. Because I think when you get these groups expanding quickly, you just get a lot of trouble coming in. A lot, of, uh, and also, I mean. I've seen other groups which have you know, fallen foul of that. They've just gone for the numbers and they become bot. You know, there's just a farm of bots in there posting crap and posting videos yeah. which are are useless, are, are of no use. Um, I mean, of course, I think all the current groups are actually like, uh, all, all the groups that are on my current list are, are doing very well. I'm pleased to say like that. 
unfortunately, when the bots take over, I think that just kills kills a group. That, you know, almost it's almost impossible to recover. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just keeping it human, keeping it local. Um, but I also like to have other little groups that I can like uh, go back to. So a wee example would be I'm a moderator in the Bearded Titans VR, mm-hmm. which is I don't know why why they chose me. I mean, uh, no idea. I'll probably get kicked out next month after the the charity event. Um, no, but I mean, they're a brilliant bunch. It's a really small. I think they've only got a few hundred people, right? Mm. But you've got all this, what would be inappropriate conversation going on in there if it wasn't for the fact that everyone's just joking, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. You've got nothing happening in offence. Um, there's quite obviously a lot of mental disorder in there. But actually, it is as well that's quite openly talked about in there. So it's actually quite a, a supportive group, despite all the, all the strangers. Um, I mean, but these are kind of like, uh, I, I kind of miss these little things from the wee groups. I, I, I would love to find a way of bring it, bringing them back into into the group as it as it grows. But uh, yeah, it's always going to be a challenge. But as long as we can keep the worst elements out and just keep on growing in a nice way. Um, I mean, it'd be nice if we could get more sponsorship, etc., where we get you know, companies putting in stuff for our members, right? I mean, it's a volunteer group, right? Um, the only thing we get out of it very much is like uh, the occasional review set of something or the occasional rev- review copy of a game. Yeah. Um, and then also, like, I suppose it helps us meet people like you. <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah, brown nose type. See, not, you, you, you got your headset. but that's right so keeping it human as you grow right and also you know how there's like little because like the the smaller tide of the community the more you can kind of be real and be vulnerable and 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 be wacky be silly you know just you know talk talk shit have fun let loose but then you want to have a new community at the same time so how do you keep that human element and grow like i mean that's the like you know my question for that one it's like you know if you want to grow the community and keep it keep oh look at it what up kitty cat hello this is sassy. <laughs> Not too keen on getting picked up, but she's getting used to it. She'll get to it. Yeah, cats, man. Yeah. Like, don't there we them. go. They got their own. They got their own game going on. <laughs> so, so if that's the thing is, you want to grow the community, keep it real. I mean, what is the biggest challenge? What's the dragon to face to be able to, you know, kind of keep it human as you grow? Oh, well, bots, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you're you. Generally, you have bots under control, but then the code changes. They start bypassing, you know, like uh, Facebook algorithms. Then you're spending time when you've got maybe 80% of people applying to post. You're just going, yeah, decline and block, decline and block. And most of these you can see a mile off, right? But then things will change and it'll take another month before you're managing to get them all blocked. And you've got a month where you're getting a lot more spam in there and you're just going, why? Why do they do it? You know, we're trying to build this, and okay, they will be trying to like uh, build likes and follows on with this bot, so they can then rename the page and sell it off as the the clothing store down the road. You know, yeah. that sort of thing. That's it. They're just trying to get numbers for that, and you're going, but well, it's so ineffective, and it causes so much grief to. To these groups, I mean, the bots are are, are the biggest thing. Mm, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, but it's, it's just a battle, you know. I mean, it's one of these things that you know the bots will like uh, get a bit of an upper hand for a while, and then they'll get taken over again. Well, that's why I think I think Elon Musk is uh, buying out Twitter, bought out Twitter specifically to get rid of bots. Like, that well, like because a- that's good, but like, uh, I, I can only say good luck to him. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure, man. That's what I mean. It'd be it'd be amazing. Um, you know, Andy, this has been, it's been awesome to have you on chatting with you. Um, you know, is there, I mean, we've, we've kind of given a range of topics. Is there anything else you'd like to let people know about before you tell them how to get a hold of your community? Uh, oh, um, don't trust John. He'll get you to buy stuff you can't afford. That's good. Solid. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, he, he's already got me. A, he got me an emotion chair as well, which I'm waiting on arriving. An <laughs> emotion uh, chair? Yeah, I went for a year too. Oh no, it's so fun. <laughs> um, no, I think we've really covered just about everything I can think of at the moment. Uh, I mean, little things. Uh, you, you did mention eye tracking before, yeah. and the one thing that I'd almost double up on that, where it's got a great social impact and 
connectivity you know, for when, when you're talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. Which I'm probably, you know, I'm looking at you on the screen now, of course, and my uh, camera's over that way. Um, but that's also something which I see is quite important for rendering, you know? When you know where the eye's facing, you can forget rendering much around the edges, and our headsets will become much more powerful without the extra power, you know? Yeah, yeah, foveated rendering. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're working on that. Hopefully we get that soon. That'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah they get that, and, of course, like the Cambria... I, I've got money burning in pocket. Well, I want that. I want that. I want that because <laughs> I want to be able to like uh, work in VR, right? Yeah. I want to have my monitors in VR. The Quest Two, close, but just no. And that Cambria is like there for. They're going like it's not for games. It's for this one's geared towards work. And I'm going, yeah, that's that's what I want. Bring it, bring it. So that'd be an excitement. I want to. I want to try that. Um, I'm going to go to the AWE conference, which is the Augmented World Expo conference in a couple of weeks. Here, mm-hmm. it's over in San Jose. Um, they, they've got that Vario headset. Oh, oh. I, I, take a big bag, get two of them. I'll have the hey, other one. Give uh, you a good price. Oh yeah, I'm definitely going to try to smuggle one out, man. I just want to put it on my sweet, sweet head. You know, I'm just going to like, I'm just going to like put it down. And be like, okay, don't, don't touch me. Leave me alone. I'll be, back. <laughs> be back tomorrow. You know, yeah, well, yeah. Don't, don't, don't you need to, to develop some something special for them. Totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you guys looking for? I'm totally making that. Yeah. Yeah. Give me yes. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, for sure, dude. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, and so if if people want to find the your meta VR community on Facebook, how do they do that? What does that look like? Well, we are quite literally the. Uh, the well, it's a, the meta VR community. However, I I really should have prepared a link beforehand, shouldn't I? Yeah. Well, no, it's all good. Yeah. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? I am just all oh, right. Uh, if you give me two seconds, I will have. Yeah. yeah go ahead. That's all good. No. So, yeah, the the meta VR oh, community is it's amazing community. I know that if you look at the header, it's usually a black. It's a black banner at the top, and it's got the it's got the 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 the, the quest in on the top of the thing as well. And so, um, you know, if you go into Facebook, I know if you hit search inside groups and you type in meta VR community, you can find it. But I believe that Andy here is going to be doing some, some clever hacking uh, to try to get that link up for us so that we can kind of uh, share. So, yeah, you, you might be crediting me with more skill. I was just going to put it in a private <laughs> chat to you and let you yeah. deal with it. Oh, okay. I have just hacked your brain into yeah, posting right. that for me. That's, that's what that's what's called that's what's called social hacking right there. And I appreciate it. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna I'm gonna type it inside of here, and then what I can do is I'm gonna show it across here inside of here. I think I can do that. Yep, there we go. Yep. Um, um, so that's the group, everybody. Uh, if, if you want to go uh, join Andy, uh, John, Lenny, and all of the amazing people that community. Arnuki. Don't forget Arnuki. Arnuki. <laughs> sorry. And then go ahead and just click that link below. If you have an iPhone, I know you can take a screenshot and you can do, and it can turn that into text. Um, if you don't, then you can just type that up. But uh, thank you so much, guys. I very much appreciate you being on the show. John. Or not John, John, thank you for commenting. Uh, everybody else, the Scottish Werewolf, the VR Titan, all the other guys, thank you so much for being a part of this. Andy, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank oh, you it's been a blast. It's been a blast. Yeah. Um, it's thank a you very much for having me on the show. I, I really didn't know what to expect, and I actually do have my celebratory dram waiting here now that we're finished, because I didn't think it was a good idea to have a dram beforehand. <laughs> Oh, cheers, man. I got, I got, I got a drink here. This is what I got, man. But cheers, my friend. Have a beautiful and blessed day, my friend. I'll see you on the other side. Okay, brother? Manjava. Manjava. <laughs> cheers. Bye Thank you for listening to the Heroes of Reality podcast. Check out heroesofreality.com for more episodes. While you're there, you can also take the Heroes quiz to find out what kind of hero you are. Or if you have a great story and want to be on the podcast, Tell us why your hero's journey will inspire others. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side.